Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. A risk-free $1,000 sports bet. New users can also take advantage of WinBet's Bet $1, win $100 offer. Simply bet $1 and receive a $100 free bet. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Thursday night time machine. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to the Waffle House again. It just is what it is at this point. Five, one, and two. That two comes from the two misses we've oh, had the I'm last two weeks. Oh, I'm still in it. I'm still in it. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You're only four back. Plenty of weeks to go. Damn, dude. I was like doing the math all wrong. Yeah, I'm in it. Yeah, five, one, and two. Okay, cool. So let's do our scores for tonight's game, y'all's last night, our tonight. I just kept adding points to this. Yeah, hit me with it. I don't love it. Colts, 31. Jets, 13. Ooh, I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good spot because I go 28 17 Colts. Okay. Now <laughs> he's biting his lip, which means he's a little bit uncomfortable. He thinks he might lose tonight. Well, here's he sh- wh- here's the, where you fucked up. You showed me your ticket I, at win bet. I, I thought about that. Yeah, you showed me your ticket on a teaser that you have in, which I like, by the way. Well, but uh, that's Colts four and a half. Colts four and a half. Well, I knew it wouldn't have been a close win for the Colts. When I showed it to you, I was like, Jets win. oh, damn, oh, damn, oh, damn. But then I was like, it's only four and a half. I'm not showing all my so cards So let's here. do the math now. So what do we have to do here? I'm, a, I'm 11, you're 14 and under, you're, you're good, 15 and over. Oh, I'm, I'm in a really decent you're spot. You're in a great spot. 14 is a nice, even number. Watch how bad I lose this bet. I'm nah, just gonna, what I nearly sent the Cowboy was 27-12 because I figured 15, I figured you'd be in that 10 yeah. 11 12 range because you're always around the spread yeah sure 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 but then i thought no i'm gonna be true to what i think and what i think is an 18 point good win. good 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 and you're gonna get burnt because vegas is generally right in some form or fashion So as usual, Stanford Steve coming up in a little bit. We've got James Coe. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about uh, Odell Beckham. Have you heard of anything about those two guys over the last couple of days? Big, 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 big week in the in the National Football League. And Macon has given me permission to uh, trade places in the open here. So I'm going to go. Hello. Oh, see. Overmodulated. Hold you on. You overmodulated <clears throat> Hold yourself. On. 
Hello! Okay, you're still, you don't need to be loud. You just need to be better. Do you want to hear it first? Yeah, go ahead. Hello! Oh. Hello! Okay. All right. Hello, Cairns, Australia. Yeah, again, we put the city first. Cairns, Australia. Hello! Okay. That makes it easier yeah. to put the city first. It's a little bit bumpy okay. for me as a listener. Cairns, Australia. Hello! There you go. Damn, and the city wasn't right. I just can't put it all together. You, you ever seen that city spelled out? It's, it's spelled like Cairns, but it, it's Cairns. And I'm bringing this up because evidently... French Film Festival. No, it's that Australia, we're big in Australia. We are. Um, out of the countries that listen to this podcast, yeah. Australia's third. Yeah. Behind the United States and Canada. Good day, mate. Oh, uh, on your bike. It's like our kick rocks. Oh, okay. Like, like yeah, fuck, fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck out of here. On your bike. So if you're from a country that doesn't listen to our podcast, on your bike. On your bike. And that would not be the United Kingdom, which comes in at four, or Germany, which comes in at five. Okay, what, what's, uh, what's number two? Canada. Yeah, we covered, yeah, covered we, that. We ground. covered Canada, and the number one is obviously the United States of America, as we call it right now. Hey, lay, layup <laughs> line for me. Like a bridge over Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel. And you love these guys. I wouldn't say that. I think Cowboy Reed likes them too. I respect these guys. I wouldn't say I love them. But hey, November the 5th, it's Art's 80th birthday. Art. So happy birthday to Art. Yeah, happy birthday. Bridge Over Troubled Water is a nice segue into what's going on in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another song by Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, but but Jordan Love is the bridge That's specifically. Right. The Boxer. It goes a little bit like this. Lie, lie, lie. Lie, 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 lie. that song earlier. That song is... Which is what Razzers has been doing of late, it sounds like. He's been stretching the truth. He's been quite clever with that immunization. Little white lies. Yeah. Oh. TV show, huh? Big big little lies. Shailene Woodley, fiance. Oh. Nicely done by you. I didn't even. You mean fell to, right into that. No, I don't. I don't watch TV. Hey, has anybody made Big Little Lies jokes on the internet? Because I'm going to tweet one within seconds if if nobody has. Yeah, but wh- I don't like really like involving somebody's family over a vaccination thing. Well, but he 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 just he was very clever when asked if he was vaccinated. Yes, I'm immunized yes I, i'm up to speed on the situation we so would sh- you sh- call that a big little lie like it's one of these things like when when people in the news won't call something a lie when it's a lie he's lying i mean like like if the intention was to mislead then he's lying that's right that's i mean if his intention was to mislead now on one hand as a human being i don't think it's the job of the professional athlete to tell us if they're vaccinated or not, they have to reap the consequences uh, or the benefits of being vaccinated or unvaccinated anyways. Their team does, as long as the team is aware, as long as, you know, the ownership is aware, as long as the coaches are aware, then I don't think they have to divulge. But if you're a gambler, I'd like to know. I would like to know what's going on with the vaccination. Did you get poked? Did you not get poked? You know what I'm saying? Should we be sending you out for the media circus every week? Well, that's unmasked? that's a big one. The media should know. I mean, like obviously that's that's at the center of this conversation. I mean, the football is one thing, but 
with the NFL and with the Packers, like how much did they let this shit slide? And if I was a reporter in one of these rooms and I was like immunocompromised or something, like that's the real sketchy part here. Not cool. That part's not cool. Otherwise, like divulging or not divulging, I've maintained if you're going to divulge, just don't make up some bullshit, which is the issue I've had with some athletes. I think Aaron in this case is intending to mislead people and avoiding the conversation, which would be fine. Just maybe say no comment, which we know what that means too, but it's a personal choice. At least it's not a pump fake, but it's not a personal choice, which is like, listen, whatever you do is what you do, man. I'm past like talking to people about getting vaccinated. Like I'm not a fucking doctor. And also like, I can just tell that a lot of people aren't getting vaccinated. Get it. Unless you get made to do it. But my only thing I just want to like emphatically call bullshit on is like even with the, the health risks notwithstanding, not a personal decision by definition, on a football team, it's not a personal decision either uh, because the Packers, who are in a race for home field advantage, and it's going to be a long one here, uh, in the NFC, now you're a dog by a touchdown uh, against a, a team that just squeaked out a win at home against the Giants. None taken. So, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Not a personal decision. Let's just, like, we get that now. It's not a personal decision in football. And you could say, yeah, the the NFL made it that way. Well, that's true. And it's a private business. So uh, that's the way they, they conduct their business. And it's also, like at the instruction of most of the medical community, which is what we're talking about, a pandemic. So, And the fallout's going to be this. How much did the NFL know? They haven't fined them, right? I mean, like, players have been getting fined left and right. We had a big thing about Cam Newton. We had a big thing about all the Carson Wentz. How much did the NFL know? How much did the Packers know? How much did they skirt protocols? Because they are protocols. They're, they're in place. Not all of them you're going to agree with. Some of them you think are overkill. But if he were just immunized, as he put it, then he should be wearing a mask like everywhere, including in the facility, which allegedly he was following all the protocols in the facility. How do we take your word on that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he shouldn't, if he's in the facility, he's not even supposed to be eating dinner with cats. And it's really hard to be a leader of a football team and play as well as they've played and have the guy in the facility like Bubble Boy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we'd have seen this show up on the field and they've been playing like they're the fucking... Like they're the little giants or something. And what is teammates like they're rallying really around each other? Have been able to keep that under wraps too. Like Aaron's always in the corner eating breakfast. I don't know. Matt, I don't know. Matt Lafleur said two hours ago. As far as the football space is concerned, I'm 100 percent confident that we have followed all COVID protocols. That's a really weird thing to like follow it in the building, but then not follow it when you're the most visible. Right. Not follow it in 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 a part of the building, like where the press conferences take place. And I get that you got to see his face and all this stuff, and maybe they could explain it away with distance and all this, but people in that room deserve to know. And maybe people in that room, some of them should have pressed him more because to be honest, if you pegged him as an anti-vaxxing kind of guy, I'd put him like in the moderate to like, like he'd be in the orange zone. He's not in the red hot zone, but like he's at least north of green, right? free thinker into bitcoin like really into bitcoin all that stuff that hair but i just i never caught that press conference i never heard that interaction and i just assumed that because we didn't hear about it he was vaccinated jokes on me batman i didn't know i thought he was vaccinated but the media that parses through those answers and was there at that time like 
on one hand, I feel for you because you're all sharing the room with him. But on the other hand, like you didn't press him on that. Well, it was very deftly done because right after saying, yeah, I'm immunized, he starts talking about knowing that players aren't vaccinated in the locker room and understanding that it's a personal decision. And that's when the writers start writing down the story. The story's changed. He's already changed it within seconds. Yes. It's about, it's about everybody else and Aaron being back to He's not a dumb guy, dude. He's a very smart guy. He's like really smart, which is why some of this stuff is a little bit puzzling. But you guys all have your right to do whatever you want to do. Obviously, we're not fucking doctors. I just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I lean doctors. I lean doctors. I'm not a doctor. I just lean doctors. Yep. Okay. And we, we get to see Jordan Love. Well, and we have our answer as to why the football team and the Packers didn't consummate that deal. Totally get it. The other day we floated, you floated a trade, uh, player for player. Uh, broken jaw, Montez Sweat for jaw. starting quarterback Jordan Love. It was much different when it was intact jaw, Montez Sweat versus backup quarterback. And we might have jinxed. Love. We might have jinxed the whole thing because you've seen what happened now. But we do get to see Jordan Love now. He's not an unknown commodity as of next Monday. I am excited about that. And how about the NFL? The only saving grace for them is that like this doesn't turn into a, I don't know, I don't want to pick a quarterback. Sorry to catch a stray again, the guy that threw Nathan Peterman. Peterman. It doesn't turn into a Peterman-Mahomes thing. At least it's a Mahomes, who the fuck is this guy thing? So at least the NFL's got that going for him. And honestly... The line seven now, I might lean pack. I kind of agree. Yeah, I'm leaning pack. They get Devontae I, Adams back from COVID list. Yeah, dude, Devontae Adams going to make anybody look good now. I lean Chiefs out of Pick'em, which is where it where uh, yeah. I have it. I'm kind of on the, on the Chiefs and the Packers. Again, bet often, <laughs> win some. <laughs> this is good. We're, as the pod goes on, it's getting more positive. Yes. Um, Aaron might be back for the Seattle game, which means you could be seeing Aaron Rodgers with no reps against Geno, or you could be seeing Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. You got to keep an eye on that situation over there. And lastly, I read a lot of like same energy tweets this week, which are my favorite kind of tweets because they're always comparing two perfectly uh, symmetrical situations. Uh, keep the same energy for Aaron Rodgers that you do with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> So when is the rally for Aaron Rodgers? And when are we going to start comparing him to uh, various legendary activists and freedom-fighting people? I'm like, bro, we're paying plenty of attention to Aaron Rodgers. It's what we're all sitting here talking about. It's it's like saying, when are you going to be on the podcast to somebody who's on the podcast? We're already here, man. Like, we're not keeping score of coverage or hits like... Both guys are getting it right now, and both guys should get it right now. Honesty is the best policy. That's the best policy for the most part. There's things you have for to lie about part. it, but like, but not this. If we're being honest, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm an honest guy. You never lied. Oh well, I'm being I'm being deceptive about something currently. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't been asked about it. So have you been sick the whole time? Oh fudge, yeah. Okay, no. Good. Oh right. my god. Okay. I wouldn't lie to you. I do want to talk about the Odell thing. Lie to my family. Okay. Got it. She thinks you're working at real estate right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. She doesn't know that you're on the podcast right now. No, she does. I'm not lying to my family. Okay. Yeah. So you're lying to listeners. I'm a comedy writer. Okay. 
knocking it out of the park. Odell has made some news this week. Really, as Odell's dad made some news, he reposted something. Somehow, he didn't turn it horizontally. That's my favorite. That's the lead in this story. Agreed. Is Odell's dad on his Instagram account, and he's verified because he's a legendary athlete in his own right. Uh, What's his name? Odell Beckham Sr. You got it. Uh, so, <laughs> it's, it's reps, man. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. So, Odell Beckham Sr. somehow... <laughs> post this like slam dunk of a video proving as if we needed proof why maybe Odell's not all the problem like on the football field when it comes to the connectivity between Baker and Odell like somehow he has this slam dunk of a video and he turns it he he rotates it and so it's like vertical not horizontal so we got to watch this whole fucking thing sideways but the point the point is well made, okay? Now, people want to act like, why are we making a big deal of it? Like, it's not Odell's fault. Well, because it's fucking newsworthy, man. Like, and why does it matter to the Browns? Because it's all we're talking about. And so Odell doesn't have to be the problem on the field there. Odell doesn't have to be a problem in the locker room. Neither of those things are true. People in Cleveland evidently really like o- Odell. Like, love the guy. Every, everything I've ever heard about Odell as a, as a teammate is that it's been positive. I know like a kicking net could tell you something different, but like he's never harmed a teammate. He's never fucked over a teammate. He plays hard. He's competitive. But he makes news. Cleveland turned into like first take territory. And so that's, that's like we have to acknowledge that. Baker's probably not the guy long term. That's what it feels like. And it feels like, and I like Baker. I really do. South of that bar graph the other day that he threw up, I don't mind Baker at all. I think he's a competitor, and I, I, I think if he at all thinks he's any better than he really is, it's because he's fucking competitive, and I respect that, and I wish I had that trait rather than crippling low self-esteem. Mm. All right? Baker, I got nothing but respect for that football player, but he is probably the problem in this relationship on the football field and the Brown season is probably done. We said that last week, look at the schedule, look at the way they've been banged up. It's hard, man. It's really hard to win in the NFL when you have all these issues and they compound with news. It's no good for the team. So the question is now, and you got something on Odell, you're surprised that I, well, have you given proper consideration to the possibility that Odell isn't the Odell we remember from the one handed catch in New York? Certainly not. He's not a top five receiver, okay? Like, is he maybe not not good? I don't think he's not good. I think he's good. I think if he was somewhere where, A, he wanted to be, B, where he was getting the ball, and where we're, like, watching the old Odell, if history tells us when we have these receivers that go dormant for a little bit for reasons other than just, like, football skill, like, they can return to form, dude. Like, A.J. Green took a dip. He's back. Antonio Brown took a dip, his fault, he's back. There was just a lot of drama in New York, and at present, that trade for Jabril Peppers, a first and a third, looks like the Giants won that. Oh, certainly, and good on y'all. Thank you. And you've got more draft draft capital to burn set on fire. That's right. But like, if you're looking at Odell, he's going to make some teams better. The problem is right now, like, when do they release him? That's the conversation we have to have, because if it's in the next couple of weeks... Um, if it's before two weeks from now. Only nine NFL teams have the cap space to sign it. Exactly. 
And obviously the salary cap is only sort of real, and teams are going to work around this. Odell's going to work around this. But for the sake of a fun argument, let's group the teams in two categories. Teams that could sign him today with the cap space they have, and then the rest of them. Uh, you know, there'll be some contenders in here, and then there'll be some, some wild cards. Let's have fun with this. Uh, can you list me those nine, and we might try to find Odell a happy landing spot. If he, this, is, this is if Odell's costly, and there's a prohibitive factor here in order of least to most cap space Bengals football team Steelers Chargers Panthers Seahawks Broncos Eagles Jaguars okay you can tell me where you think would be a a, a good fit for Odell that's the way I'm looking at this because another thing is like I want Odell to have an opportunity somewhere where he feels good about it as a football player and a football fan I want to see one of the game's best players nearing 30 getting an opportunity somewhere where he handpicks it. You know, like, you had to feel trapped in Cleveland, especially, and it got kind of sketchy at the end there in New York, and he's never had a great quarterback throwing him the ball. Now, the guest last episode, he was a great QB, but, like, this was the tail end of his career, right, Make? I mean, we're in the... That's right. We were in the twilight. Twilight. Of we, were in, we were in the Davis Webb, Geno Smith part of yeah, Eli's we career. See, yeah, we want to see Odell with somebody who's like a bona fide right now guy. So like maybe we haven't seen the best of Odell. Probably not true, but you could make a case. Well, then don't you think it's Chargers or Seahawks? Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham? Yeah, there's a problem with the Seahawks thing though. And that is that, you know, after 12 weeks from now, you don't know who's going to be the quarterback there. He could be in Big Blue. He could be in Philly. That's fair. So, like, when I look at this thing, and you said the Chargers. I did. I think Odell probably wants to be the most important guy or one of the most important guys. Like, Okay, then that's not going to work. And, and that's just... Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Who's your quarterback? Well, th- you can't have everything. No, you can't have everything. You can. I mean, shoot. Because you could go to Cincinnati. It can be like an LSU... Hang out up there. He's at four. Give me Chase, Higgins, and Boyd ahead of Odell Beckham. I like Jacksonville, actually. Okay. I like Jacksonville because in Jacksonville, the, the quarterback's going to last longer than the coach. No state tax. He can be the guy. And he's a junior. LaVisca Chenault Jr., Marvin Jones Jr., juniors. DJ Shark Jr., the Odell Beckham Jr. The juniors. Odell, do it, dude. Four juniors. Odell, do it. Odell. Do it, man. Four and 13. You guys will be fucking good in no time. Odell right now, wears 13. Four and 13. Four juniors, 13. It's like Pepe Silvia in here. Boom. Jacksonville. Jacksonville, dude. It's Jacksonville. They have the cap space. Uh, I also like Philly, though, too. I know this would probably like set the, the radio on fire there. Uh, former player on five minutes of research posits that Odell could be fun in Philly. Drug-addicted former player on five minutes of research (laughs) posits Beckham could be a fit in Philadelphia. Uh, I do think, like, I don't know if he'd be a fit, but if you're looking at it from Beckham's standpoint, also, it feels like a Howie Roseman thing to do. Like, everybody's mad right now. We'll just give him some Beckham. Bitch. And then we'll fucking... And then we'll parlay all those draft picks into something next year. You know what I mean? Like, that's one reason he might be like, oh, there's a bunch of picks there. They could be good. Cowboy, I'm not saying Broncos because you're set at receiver. You're, you're, you're dynamite there. All right, so how about the ones that if in two weeks the floodgates open... We can go anywhere? Yeah, we can go anywhere. New York Giants. 
A reunion? Um, <sighs> Judge and Beckham's fight. trade insult. <laughs> Judge and Beckham punch. Well, if we're thinking about the future, how about New Orleans with Jameis? See, that's up there for me. I think that's fun, and I don't know that it's going to be Jameis. I, like, who knows what the future holds down there? Could be, uh, could be Jalen Hurts, Odell Beckham. Nah. nah. Um, I like, you know, Green Bay is going to get thrown in that mix. Somebody said the Cardinals, but, like, the Cardinals have everybody under the sun to throw to. They're making it work. Like, there is a point of diminishing return. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, to know. The Patriots and the Chiefs are two for me. Chiefs right now, Patriots right now, and Bill is one of those guys that he loves players that would surprise you. Distressed assets. I, it just I, He might be an o- Odell fan. He might like him. I don't know. He might think he's awesome. We leave anybody else out? Ravens. Oh, Ravens. That's the one I had. So the Ravens, you agree? I agreed. Okay, Ravens would be probably the best one, right? Because they need somebody to throw the fucking football to. Somebody in the slot. Hollywood going deep. Let's go, dude. The mm-hmm. Ravens would be the best one. Mark Andrews. So if you're not going to go to Jacksonville, Adele, go to Baltimore. Take your talents to uh, Charm City. Is that what it's called? It is. Yeah, how about that? You know what Milwaukee is? Uh, Cream City. That's right. You know, you know what, what Charlotte uh, is? Queen City. Okay. You know what Louisville is? The Bridge City. Derby City. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that'd be Lexington, wouldn't it? Uh, no, that'd be Louisville, <laughs> pal. <laughs> I didn't know the Derby's in... Is it in Louisville? That's right. Churchill Downs. Who the fuck so, cares? It's an inhumane thing anyways. Yeah. You like horses dying out there on the no. track? You sure know about it a lot. I, I, I know. All of that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. A horse just got shot behind the. This is this open is like one big football ugly because this week's been just broken, but uh, I do want to I want to mention the Marcellus Wiley uh, comments that I was tweeting about yesterday. I, I tweeted something like, "Hey, if you ever tweet something of actual substance on this website, it's your fucking fault. Like, don't talk about serious shit." And then twenty minutes later, I saw the video of Marcellus Wiley and Acho sitting there, and it wasn't Acho talking, but Marcellus was talking about Ridley and Lane, and you can go watch the video. I'll plug the show. Speak for yourself. And indeed, in this situation, Marcellus Wiley, who I have a great deal of respect for as a football player, obviously a brilliant cat, went to Columbia, uh, but he's got to speak for himself here, okay? Marcellus, because you're talking about mental health and you're calling, you're speculating that dudes are weak because they address mental health issues. And five minutes, 33 seconds of analysis. And I guess what kind of got me was like I see a friend who I've seen go through this stuff who's like a little the Chiron down there is a well-produced show is right at the bottom and I'm like my buddy's basically being called mentally weak so that kind of made my blood boil I don't know anything about Calvin Ridley's situation but I think when it comes to these situations the point that we're missing here some of us is I don't think it's necessary that you give guys or girls gold medals when they talk about this shit, but you have to just respect their mental health. Like that's literally it, dude. You don't need, I I don't need people to praise Lane. You don't need people to praise Calvin Ridley, but if you don't know anything about somebody's situation, just maybe respect it. And in five minutes and 33 seconds, he managed to conflate mental 
weakness with mental health. And this is like an old thing. I hate mentally weak people, dude. Hate them, dude. Like, I'm, I resent it, okay? But somebody who has a mental health issue and the line between those two things could be hard to, to, to parse sometimes, you need to respect the right side of that line. With all the papers on that desk, not once in the show notes did it like say like, uh, here's an article, hey Marcellus, here's an article uh, that says Lane was vomiting blood, losing weight, depressed, anxious, panic attacks, tremors, the whole thing. Real shit. Never complained about it once. Actually, incredibly mentally tough. And it's not necessary to be that mentally tough. Like that's the point. And so the point of bringing this stuff up and Lane didn't miss three games be, to, to make a point, but inadvertently here we have Lane in an interview with Jay Glazer and people after five minutes of hearing Lane talk are like, man, I can really empathize with this guy. And like all anybody's asking for is a little empathy and that doesn't make, make you weak. So I, you know, I think I'm sure Marcellus, if he heard this would be like, well, you're, you're misrepresenting what I said, or maybe you're mentally weak, Chris. Like I played in St. Louis, buddy. Okay. For most of my fucking career, never quit once. But if I had a teammate that was going through something and needed to check out, why am I worried about him short of just respecting his, his situation, his family situation? So my thing is the point of this is avoiding the next thing that we didn't see. You know what I mean? Like the point of this is so that the next guy who's struggling silently feels okay about doing it and doesn't feel like a little, uh, like, like, a, like a, a punk for coming out and talking about it. Like that's, if everybody was talking like Marcellus Wiley, nobody would talk about this stuff. If everybody was talking like, like Marcellus was in that clip, nobody would talk about this shit. And then we'd have more guys who struggle silently and then snap. That's what we're trying to avoid. He was teammates with Junior Seau, which is part of the thing that like, respectfully, I just did not get. You know what I mean, when I heard that. And I know he was gutted about the Junior thing because I saw him in the aftermath and he, was, he probably wanted Junior to reach out. And I'm not comparing anybody's situations, but that's part of the problem. He boiled two guys down with no show notes into his idea of what mental health is without respecting each person's situation independently and realizing that guys are struggling. You know, that that's all, dude. I, it really bothered me. Okay, so we have a tweet in from Darius Leonard. What does it say? Darius says, this is the dumbest shit I've heard regarding mental health and what guys are going through. Dude, just shut the fuck up. I stand on what I say about mental health. Y'all don't know what people are going through and not all people know how to control their mental. And here's the deal, man. And I, I second what he said, but I just like, I, I don't like yelling at dudes on the internet anymore. Like, you know, the internet's a stupid place to argue. I thought about DMing Marcellus, but I was like, no, like, cause you didn't DM Lane that you thought he was mentally weak. You know what I mean? So like, oh yeah, I'm going to tweet about it. You put this out on fucking network news and Acho played with Lane. And I'm not saying, I don't know what Acho said after, but I hope Acho said something. I, I, here's the deal. I totally respect what that show's about. Okay. You got to do your numbers. You got to get your clicks. And sometimes you got to go to work and say some disingenuous shit. I get that, dude. But when it crosses over and like it touches somebody personally that's in the business that you're commenting on, like people are not going to respond well to it. And that's not some groupthink bullshit. This isn't like some like, 
Like, I'm not saying the show should get canceled, nothing like that. It just pissed me the fuck off. You know what I mean? And guess what? Sometimes it's okay to be pissed off at some dumb shit you heard on the internet. Doesn't mean the show needs to go. Doesn't mean I don't respect Marcellus or like him. But like, dude, you called two guys weak and you have no idea what's going on in their lives. You took six minutes to do it. That's the worst part about it. Spare me the 515 that I lost of my life listening to that. Just say that shit in 15 seconds, man. Just say, I, I don't respect people's mental health. I think they're weak and I think it's a choice. Some people have chemical issues in their brains, dude. It's not like, it's not like a choice for everybody, dude. Like, I don't like mentally weak people either. I'm not somebody who thinks everything should just be handed to everybody. I don't think everybody should get participation trophies. I'm, I am like, I like trophies, but just don't put that everybody's a champion on there. Everybody can get a participation trophy, but there's only one champion. Okay, so I'm not on some like every man wins, every woman wins shit. I just think that when somebody, it crosses over the right side of that line between mental weakness and mental health, you need to respect it. And you need to respect that people battle with that shit. And another thing is, when Lane Johnson or Calvin Ridley come back, there should be no guarantee that they get their job back in pro football. Now that, that might not be the case in corporate America, or and that's the point that I think you can make is like, this is a fucking sport and it's a highly competitive deal. Somebody's gnawing at, chomping at your ankles the whole time you're trying to get to the top. And so to expect a guy to go away for a month and come back and get his job back, unequivocally remain whatever role he was occupying or she was occupying, I'm on the side of that. Like you could get Wally pipped. Like that's the risk you take. But the most important thing is your mental health anyways. So take care of that. And the other thing, it'll work out one way or another. So I'm not saying people should get A, medals in, hopefully in five years, we're not given medals for this. Hopefully in five years, we're not like, we're not having to make a big deal about this. That's the point, Marcellus. You don't realize it. This is the beginning of that. So like, don't be so afraid of what's gonna happen next. Just give these guys their respect right now and then the next guys won't have to struggle quietly. They'll go get help and then you won't have to hear about it on TV when they snap or do some fucked up shit or take three games off, God forbid. They'll just be working it out with their therapist or getting medicine or, or being healthy about it. That's the point. That's the whole point, dude. So I feel this way, not just because I'm friends with Lane. Maybe I don't, I'm not as passionate about having this talking about this on my podcast, like maybe you wouldn't be able to hear my voice so much, but like that, that's like my family. You played on teams, like that's like my family. So when he was up there, I was like, what the fuck are we talking about here, man? So it is and it isn't because Elaine, yeah, I'd feel the same way, but I, I just might not be yelling at the microphone about it. So listen, man, like, and Marcel is welcome to come on the show. Because we want to sell, we want to sell tickets too. We want to do numbers too. I respect him. People say shit that I disagree with all the time. I just he didn't privately take that up with Lane, so I'm not going to privately take that up with him. You cannot do this, dude. Like we're 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 moving in the right direction. Just listen, to these guys. That's all I'm saying. That pissed me off. Fair is fair. Fair as fuck. All right, Stanford Steve. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users 
up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Stanford Steve is here, uh, and he's going to literally be here in two weeks when he comes down to visit us for the Notre Dame oh, game. We just We're like nine days out. Nine days, nine out, days from out from Steve. hanging out with our friend. Coming to the hook. He agreed to do a big in-studio thing. We're going to drink at the game. Steve, you want to stay at my house or Chris's house? Chris's. Up the hill. What the fuck? <laughs> You gotta go to bed at like eight o'clock at your house. That's true. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it. You can stay up, watch no. the sports center fill-ins. We're like four thirty a.m. at my house. Let's do it. Let's do it. You got could you could have paid me to have to fall asleep at eight o'clock with my. Schedule. You don't have to go to bed when I go to bed. You can stay up. So this is yeah. is this a soft verbal commitment? Like Steve's gonna be alone in your house watching Sports Center. Well, I'm gonna like be a, up the hill. We're drinking. not eleven like years like a, old. It's not a sleepover sort of deal. He can okay. go to bed whenever he wants. Okay. There's a no, guest I'd room. Have to get the, I'd be out. I'd have to get the code to get back in the house. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. we leave the doors wide open. Yep. Bra- that's friend. what Brad Gunner's for. That's what Macon's dad's for, protecting the house. <laughs> but, that's, but that's not up the hill, right? No, it's down the hill. It's over. Oh, okay. No, okay. it's over. Come see for yourself. So that's a soft <laughs> verbal commitment. Steve's coming to Charlottesville. Right. Um, Steve, I had a terrible week last week. Yeah? Oh, bad. Multiple big money line bets just dropping like flies, dude. Chase mode. Tease God? I had the fucking tease. God was the tease well went dry. The Vikings fucked me. Uh, Tom Brady fucked me. Uh, who else? The Bengals fucked me 18 different ways. Uh, so, yeah, it was a tough one. We're going to rebound this week. Big time. Big time. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's start with uh, college football. Since he's got the game day this week, but they're not in the college football playoffs, what a shitty consolation oh. prize. It's still early. Is that Correct. have they told you everything you need to know about what they're gonna do as it pertains to Cincy? I think so. I I think there there's there's a road. Here's here's the here's the thing. Everybody has their own takes. I'm sure you guys have, have um went all in on it. I have a couple issues with going I went on the conference call after where Barta explains more and all the beat writers and the national writers can ask questions specifically about certain teams. And the problem I had was Ohio State and the lack of wins. And then he said on the call, they don't have a quality win. And that doesn't make sense to me because now you don't have a quality win and you have a loss and you're still ranked ahead of Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Wake Forest. Like at some point, we ha- there's eight games. Oklahoma's played nine. Yeah. A loss has to matter. I don't. I don't like Alabama. Loss is a twenty-point favorite. They have to. They have to get charged for that. Yeah. Ohio State lost to Oregon. At least they're behind them there. I was happy to see that because I wasn't sure how the narrative was going on that one. So, to me, the Alabama at two, I really have a problem with because if you're going to tell me they could play their way in, then just move them down. And let and them, let them play up. their way in. Because they're going to have to beat yes. Georgia, you would hope, yes. in the SC Championship. If they don't beat Georgia in the SC Championship, unless they lose on a Hail Mary or something, you know, like, to me, you shouldn't even be having this conversation. It, it, it drives me nuts. Because they're the only team, too, when it comes to the eye test. 
Every time you hear Alabama's, oh, they're, they're two. Yeah, but the eye test, if you watch them, game control. All right, well, this analytic with the game control, can we have a, a, a data point in there or whatever the hell you call it that when you lose the game, it's like minus 100 to get rid of game control? Yeah. Like, I, it drives me nuts that these teams lose and they they don't get penalized. Um, and, and to me, the part is winning games, man. But to Chris's point, if they go 11-1, and one, they lose by one to Georgia, and they're now at yeah. two, they hang tight at two the rest of the way here, do they have any hope, two-loss team, of, of sticking into the playoff? I don't think so. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. No. I wouldn't want to. And they're not going to be a conference champion. Right. And thank okay. God. They, you know? Like, I, I, I just – Bama in the playoffs, <laughs> we had to accept it every year, no matter their resume – like even if they dropped the game because you knew they were the best team in the country or they were one of the best teams in the country. Like this yep. year, we know they're probably like there's at least a case to be made for them being outside the top four. Let's break up the monopoly they have for a year yeah. and see how it goes. Yep. Like we've had plenty of Bama. Ty should go to a team that hasn't been in. You can't ignore history because you're not ignoring history. That's the Correct. entire thing that you Correct. are making this decision. It's predicated on who Bama is. Not this year, and, and it, in years past. And take this to the ACC. You tell me if that's if 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 Clemson was had Wake Forest's name and resume this year, they wouldn't be in the top four. Oh, they'd absolutely be in the top four. And maybe we were off on this, and that's just the problem. But Clemson had such high hopes. Um, that was a perennial high hopes team, and has fallen off a cliff like this team. Like yeah. nobody's paying attention to Clemson right now. Like who they no. play this weekend? At Louisville. Okay. You're like the only person in the country that knew that. I mean, like, I'm Five not Five years ago, it was the biggest game of the season. Exactly. So you know? these things ebb and flow, and, like, you have to be reactive. You you can't just stick Bama in this thing because they've been good for a decade plus. This is – I think yeah. the fans could use a little bit of parody here. How do you spell that parody? P-A-R. P-A-R-I-T-Y. You guys That's are right. good. Okay. And so Auburn winning this weekend, if they, if they do beat Texas A&M, I know it doesn't instruct you on Bama, but it should say something. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Knowing that they still have the Iron yeah, Bowl, yeah. too. And the Iron yeah. Bowl. And by the way, I have good, good. Um, I have a nugget for you on the Iron Bowl. You ready for this? Ooh. Ooh. The, 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 Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl this year. Shout out to Darren Bates, mm. War Damn Eagle. They're going to win because every time the Atlanta Braves have won the World Series, uh, the Auburn Tigers, if they've trotted out a quarterback named Knicks, have been undefeated. Now, there's only two games in this sample size, but in 1957, you have a Lloyd Nix, uh, no relation to the 1995 Patrick Nix, and uh, obviously 2021, you have Bo Nix. So they're going to make it 3-0, and Braves, Nix. I don't even know what to call that. Symmetry? Symmetry. When you get that Nix-Braves symmetry, they're undefeated, and I think it continues this year. Also, Saban has never beat a 9-plus win Auburn team, so... All those things could be in play this year. One of them for sure is. Too bad you couldn't bet that this week, Chris. You'd be, I know. You'd be high flying. I know. I'm going to bet it as soon as I can because of uh, that little nugget I just gave you. We still have Michigan, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, and Cincy kind of outside looking in. We've mentioned them. Who's the most likely to slide into that top four? Oh, um, hmm. Is it OU? Yep. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, because they also have to be looked at differently, in my opinion, with Caleb Williams at quarterback. Yeah. I, I think that, that and, and he said that, that they don't have enough uh, to look at them, you know, because he did start the game at Kansas where they were down 
10 nothing at half that gets scrutinized. But, hey, they won. Yeah. They won the game. Like, yeah. give them some credit. Herm um, so, to me, the wins don't get valued as much as the losses. I hear about quality losses all the time. It, 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 it drives me nuts. How about the wake game this weekend they're playing unc Oof, how do you stinky. think that yeah how do you think that goes well i went back and watched last year um carolina won 59 53 they were down i believe 20 plus in the fourth quarter sam howell went crazy hartman i think they both passed uh for over 400 uh but to me when i watched north carolina i gave out notre dame last week I just can't trust the defense, Chris. Um, They And now, listen, I know everybody's going to say, well, look at Wake Forest's defense against Army. I get it. Listen, I'm not talking about Sam Howell. I love Sam Howell. Uh, But if you're going to pull off an upset, you have to have something to go. Like, you're not going to – I don't think you're going to outscore Wake Forest. I really don't. I I think it's been proven. And when you talk to people that have coached against North Carolina – it's guys that are schools are at that level or even higher. Like, I, hey, we recruited those guys on defense. And you put on the tape. And they're, you know, talented guys. You look at, you know, high stars coming out, and they just they don't know what they're doing. Right. It's whether it's run fits or gap integrity or blown coverage. It's, it's all over the place. And that stuff, I think, against a veteran quarterback like Hartman with Wake Forest is trouble. And, um, I mean, obviously, the, the over-under is, what, 77, I think, now? I was going to have you um, guess it. I was going to have Macon guess it. But there it is, and I hammered the over already. So I really don't like – if there's ever a week not to be afraid of a big total – I mean, I just mm-hmm. watched Wake Forest play Army. I mean, we've seen yeah. UNC play. I watched UNC and Virginia play. Forty-eight, thirty-seven, somebody. Yeah, somebody, bro. And I'm and and my money is on the over. When you look at Howell, and it's funny, like mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw Howell play really cued in on him was Wake Forest a couple years ago, where they blew a call at the end of the game, ACC mm-hmm. officiating. This is always a fun, <laughs> wild matchup. I'm looking forward to this one. But Sam Howell, the whole narrative on him last year. When I got kind of enamored with him, when you talk to people and no, they said, well, they've got a ton of weapons at UNC and it's a system. So I don't know how this projects to him being a, a pro quarterback. Well, he comes into this season, ton of Heisman hype. He's actually had better numbers. If you read ESPN, you read that today, the, the numbers are better with less players. So I feel like this year, when it comes to Sam Howell, not UNC, not talking about the game, actually elevates him on draft boards a little bit. If you're really paying attention, he's done more with less. What say you about Sam Howell as a pro? Um, well, there's a couple things here. I, I you know, uh, Tim Hasselbeck calls a bunch of games on ACC Network, and we sit and watch NFL games every Sunday because he comes out with Scott. So he's usually coming in from the ACC 7 o'clock game that he does. He's had Howell a bunch. And to me, Chris, like you watch a lot of football, and this is what I think Sam gets in a lot of quarterbacks now where there is this RPO, right? Everything's built off the RPO. The offensive line don't really know what's going on, so they're doing their own thing. But I think because their defense has been so bad that he's he's trailing in games, and instead of just giving it yeah. on the RPO and taking the two yards, you know, and just do that. Get, right. get, give me second and eight instead of, you know, a drop back and an incompletion. Now I'm second and ten, like, I think that the patience has, has really worn thin. And, and I mean, I, I can't blame the guy. Yeah. Every week he's coming out and, he, you know, he's down 21-10 or he's down 21-7. Uh, you know, he's got one of his guys fumbles. He throws a bad pick and he's got no help. Uh, so I think he's had to speed things up a lot. And that's hurt him. I think uh, I've seen guys talk about Sam Darnold when he's running in trouble now with Carolina. He's, get, he's dropping so fast 
that he's off of his first read before the guy's even in his break. So now he's off to the second read yeah. and everything's gone. He, should, yeah. he shouldn't be looking that fast. So I think these guys are getting too fast with how fast the offense goes, yeah. if that makes any sense. So I think – He's, 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 he's got all the skills. I mean, you see, I think, you know, he likes to run the ball a lot. I think he needs to tone that down a little bit. Uh, we've seen how running quarterbacks have gotten hit the last couple of weeks all across the country. Um, so I, I love him. I, I, I think he's a genuine kid too. I think he's, I think he's coachable. Um, so when you look at all that stuff, I, I'm still pretty high on Sam Howell. I, I really like that kid. I am too. And the great point you made is about the RPO and like you know how the the game context instructs what you do with that football, and then how that manifests in the yeah. in the numbers. But I do think it's pretty incredible that he's done, um, you know, this much with less. Last year we worried, well, who, oh. who'd he be without those two backs, without those two receivers? And he's still a a, a prolific passer, and I think he'll be a developmentally exciting guy in the pros i really do think mm-hmm. that all right gambling advice when you id the stinky line i thought mm-hmm. you you leaned into the stink so when i see carolina minus two and a half i figure okay Carolina's going to win this game by 10 points but you're saying no i iding the stink is not necessarily a, a direction an, is it not an instructive kind of thing see See, here's the thing, Macon, is that you're sitting next to a guy who has no pulse. So if he hears one thing, he's fired. Like he's, he I'm already fired. picked up his phone three times yeah. and he's already fired as if I'm talking, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So the, I, I try and find the stink and then look at it more. Like Michigan State at Purdue, given three this week. Michigan State just moved up to three in the country. No, so I like why Purdue. The hell, why the hell are they only giving three points? That smells. So people are going to take the smell and go with it. Yeah, I see the smell a lot of times, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want any part of it. There was a reason to bet the Chiefs this week, or whatever it was. The Chiefs um, now are favored by a touchdown. You could have got them at, uh, they, I think they were getting like around three or something, or were they getting, it was Pick even em. money at some point. Yeah, We were like, damn, that's stinky. I mean, but mm-hmm. that would have been an example of actually the right thing to do was, was obvious there, and with COVID protocols and everything, you almost have a feeling what's going to happen. But I was going to ask you about this Purdue game, because if I had to pick somebody to be on upset alert, and I don't know much about Purdue, but I know it's a tough place to play. I saw Ohio State go down there a couple years ago. Uh, Michigan State coming off of, you know, they got ambushed at night. And then Michigan State mm-hmm. coming off this big win. Is this, if you had to pick one, like, top five, eight team upset alert game, is this the one? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because here's the deal, though. We made a big deal about Purdue going to Iowa and winning, and now we're seeing what the real Iowa is, right? So is that uh, win yeah. for – like, because that's what I was asking myself all week. They're only getting three. What would the line be if they didn't beat Iowa? Like, that's where – like, Purdue went sky high after they beat Iowa, right? I mean, that was – some people were calling it the best win uh, of, the, of the young season. So, to me, with Purdue, they're battle-tested. I'll give them that. I, I really like Brahma as a play caller. They're not as talented as um, Michigan State on offense. And I love Carl Aftis, the defensive end. I think he's going to be a pro. Um, I, I really like uh, what he does. But Michigan State, you know, you're now you're three. You're undefeated. You just beat Michigan again. You know, Kenneth Walker's going on the playoff show. He's the new Heisman. But like, how do they handle all these pats on the back as yeah. they go on the road to a tough place to play like West Lafayette? To me, it scares me away. I don't want anything to do with it. Of course, I think Michigan State could lose this game. 
But I still think their offense is pretty darn good, man. Their offensive coordinator showed a lot of balls last week with some of those calls. Fourth and one going deep. Like, you don't see that in Big Ten football. And uh, so it's it's something to be uh, definitely keep your eye on because Purdue is definitely capable of pulling this off. I bet Iowa and one on accident with the Penn State quarterback uh, injury. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I trolled Penn State fans, but the, the elephant in the room is Iowa's not very good. Like, they're they're Correct. decent, but but they've played above themselves. And I think the one game that honestly really catapulted them into this, like, we accept that they're an elite team, was they go to Maryland and they beat the dog shit out of Maryland. Well, there were seven mm-hmm. turnovers in that game or something like yeah. that. So um, you just have to keep an eye on that when you're building somebody's resume. Like, what did they have working in their favor? What variables didn't go well for the other team on that given night? And I think Iowa's been the uh, the beneficiary of that in a couple games. So, Yeah. No doubt. I, I, I think, and, and I think people have, have found that, you, you know, they face better quarterbacks, you know, Purdue's playing two guys. Um, Wisconsin has a kid that's played a lot of football and, you know, we just talked about how fast teams play. Right. And with Iowa, they're just going to keep everything in front of them and you got to take what they give you. And teams have done that. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, if Clifford doesn't get hurt in that Penn state game, they win that game by double digits. There's yeah. no doubt that was, um, you know, he was picking them apart. Uh, so it's it's definitely something I'm getting more tape on and and figuring teams out. And I would you know had the uh, the kid who was leading the country in, in interception. He hasn't played uh, the last two games, and obviously I think their defense is is felt that. But I think you know the more reps and the more tape you get on these teams, coaches are good enough to to find those holes, and that's what we've seen. Ohio State Nebraska. This is like probably an Ohio State win, right? I mean the line is multiple touchdowns, but. I'm more curious about Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. Is it time to be having the conversation we've been having? I mean, they've been prolific offensively in gaining yardage. Ton of turnovers, though. Uh, same thing with, you know, like they've, they've struggled in close games over his tenure. I think one-score games are 5-18. and 18. I felt like they made he made Nebraska exciting and relevant again everywhere but on the mm-hmm. field. Yeah. If, like, what's going on at Nebraska and how close are they to pulling the trigger and doing something else? To me, it's, I mean, are you like, I I look at Penn state, um, you know, I've I've talked with people, if Penn state loses James Franklin, are they going to be able to upgrade? Can they upgrade with a coach, you know? And I think when Nebraska is you've, you've tried the pro style guys, you've gotten away from the option that made you successful. Obviously recruiting's changed. You can't get the guys you used to get out of California and Florida uh, because those schools and there's more schools, right? And now you've built all the way up. You got your guy. You got your guy who won the national championship. Like, where else do you go from here? Yeah. And to me, I just think they need a different. Like, as soon as he took over, Taylor uh, um, Martinez has been the coat, been the uh, quarterback. Yeah. And you know, I, I love Adrian Martinez. He showed a ton of resolve in what and what he's gone through in his career. But it's it, he's handcuffed him in a lot of ways, and he's made bad decisions in big spots. And you talked about Scott Frost. They've been in it every game. Yeah. And they just can't win a one possession game. And I just I, I don't see I don't I don't see you making a move here. I think you That's stick interesting. you stick yeah. with it. That's interesting. Um, it's provocative because in college football you don't hear a lot about like, well, we had this quarterback who feels like he's been here for a half decade. Um, yeah. you know, like Martinez has been there forever. And is only a junior. And is only a junior. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So are you selling me on maybe giving this coach one more quarterback, which you don't hear a lot? 
Yes, I, I, I think Scott Frost deserves it. Another one. That's a unique look yes. at it. I, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way. Bring uh, Mike Riley I, I, back. I, I, I say it all the time, like Chris. I think we're at five five coaches in the sport currently yeah. coaching have won national titles. That's it. Five. Yeah. Yeah. And one's not gonna. And one's not gonna be back after this year. So I, I don't. I don't know who you're getting. Um, you know, I, I think you you know, buckle down and, and work that much harder. Uh, that's that's the way I always thought. How does the Hugh Freeze revenge game go? We don't know if Matt Corral's playing, but uh, Correct. Liberty and uh, and and uh, Ole Miss. I, I'll, yeah. put, I'll put it a different way, since we know what happens if he plays, probably right. Yeah. Do you like what's the delta between uh, Malik Willis, right, and uh, Matt mm-hmm. Corral as far as like a pro prospect is concerned? Uh, Malik's got all the tools. Uh, when you, I mean, it, you, I mean, if you're going to watch these two guys pregame, you're going to be like, "Give me Malik <laughs> Give Willis, me Malik no doubt. Willis, yeah, give me, give me him all day long." Yeah. And let's face it, he's playing with inferior talent than than Corrales, right? Uh, I don't think the system is as uh, sophisticated because he has lesser talent. But when you talk to all the guys, the quarterback gurus, and and the elite eleven guys this past summer. Malik Willis took the biggest jump of any quarterback uh, from last year to this year. They were they were blown away by what he can handle, what he could do. There isn't a throw he can't make, but it comes back to you know when you look at this game, what can he do with with the, with the personnel he has, right? Um, so it's it's pretty eye opening. I'm I'm actually fired up for the kid to get this opportunity against an SEC school. I'm sure he's uh, looked forward to this this whole season. I think things got to a little ahead of themselves. Uh, they played a, an improved Syracuse team that suffered their first loss. In, I want to say over a year, um, but Ole Miss is not going to bring a lot to the table defensively. So uh, if Corral plays, this is an automatic over uh, for me because I don't see either defense being a factor at all in this game. And you both, and you know, both head coaches really, really want to win this game and they know the way to win it is to outscore the opponent. So yeah. the foot's going to be on the gas for both teams here. I wonder, like, the stove is still hot from the Trey Lance pick, and we've seen the Carson Wentz ups, ups and downs, although you take, like, a Pete Carson Wentz. I don't know what people are thinking about smaller school quarterbacks at this point, like how you weigh that into the factor. Well, to me, I, I was actually talking to some people here in the area about uh, the football team and what they're looking at in, in, the, in the future here. And We talked to the football I, team this I, week. We did. Yeah, we proposed I, the trade. Okay. I think it's about reps, Chris. Like, even going back to Trubisky, right? Yeah. Trubisky gets picked. He play, He started, like, 12 games. Right. Like, that's not enough for you to step in. Like, Davis Mills right now is trying, you're trying to play for the Texans, right? He played, he started maybe 12 games in college. Yeah. That's not, that's yeah. not getting you ready to play in the NFL. So, when I look at Pickett for Pitt, at least he's played six years and he's seen every kind of defense, I believe, you could possibly throw at him. Right. So if you want to plug and play and get back to the football team, like nobody wants to come here, so you got to draft a quarterback. That's right. the only way you're going to get one. Right. Um, so I, I, I think I don't think it's about the smaller school as opposed to the experience and the reps and the tape you can get on these guys. And I know everything's been thrown up in the air with with COVID and all that the last couple of years with with guys getting games played and seasons getting canceled and right. all that stuff. So I, I, I think Pickett's going to rise just because of, of, the, of the reps he has and the experience he has. So, Steve, the question mm-hmm. is, November 20th, you got you could go to Missoula for game day. Never been done. Oof. Lovely place. 
In fact, I, I propose we all take a trip there. Okay. Okay. You get one of those planes? Yeah, we can get one of those planes. We get one of those planes, maybe. All right. uh, <laughs> it's a, we're stringing you along as a recruit, like not only for the Charlottesville week, but we're, we're for our trip to Missoula the next week. I'll clear all this with my lovely wife. But you've got Montana, Montana State mm-hmm. vying for game day. I think they should have it. Or you have mm-hmm. uh, Ohio State, Michigan State, East Lansing. Ugh. What do you think? Well, <laughs> here's the uh, here's the proposition. Uh, Felica and I, the Bear, everybody knows him from Game Day. We do a podcast every week, and he, I, I brought this up on our podcast this week because they are staring two of the next three weeks in the state of Ohio. They're in Cincinnati this week, and that game in two weeks is in Columbus. So we proceeded to rank our favorite Ohio cities mm. uh, that oh, we have. A, okay, and we came up with four. There's only like four cities in Ohio, and I said <laughs> Cleveland, and I said Cleveland was the one seed by far. He went with Columbus, uh, so it was that, and then Cincinnati. We debated whether they were Cincinnati is actually part of Kentucky. So they were down, and then there was like Toledo. Give me um, put in Bay. <laughs> put in Bay. Cuyahoga Falls. Hey, listen, I really do want to say this. Uh, Cincinnati's a river city. I gave it a, a bad review when I went there to play the Bengals. I'd like to go back to Cincinnati and really enjoy it. I've never not liked a river city. You don't eat the chili, though. No, people no, no. like that Skyline chili. I've heard about oh, it. You get it at the airport. God. People get that at the airport and then board planes, huh? Uh. Oh, yeah. We had a bet. Our old producer was a Xavier guy. Yeah. And Maryland played Xavier in the tournament. So yeah. the loser had to eat Skyline chili and Scott had to eat it. I almost threw up watching him. It's have not to good. Eat it. Everybody talks about it like it's, it's really good. It's disgusting. It's gross. I think you might get some. Uh, but they want to fight you when you say that. So yeah. Just so be ready. We'll, we'll post this on social. I'll and, pass on the yeah. chili. All right. So dogs after dark. Pack twelve. What do you got? Something on the Steve on your column. We got Georgia Tech at Miami with the logos of the University of Georgia and the University of Florida. So yeah, if you, if you yeah, could dismiss are pointing that out, dismiss <laughs> yeah. that person. That'd be great. <laughs> that, that's a that's a, a Felica pick too. So I'm glad it's not mine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, uh, it's good. It's, it's not his. Uh, it's not his problem. No. I like appreciate the click they'll make it yeah you're welcome yeah there we go click (laughs) dogs after dark pac 12 dogs they're they're damn near undefeated lately 21 and 7 versus the spread we've got three dogs after dark i want you to pick the cat here okay friday utah at stanford i have Mm -hmm. a feeling this might i mean spoiler spoiler alert we've read what you wrote about this but stanford's getting eight (laughs) points San Diego State, yeah. Hawaii. Hawaii's getting uh, is giving seven and a half at home. Or are they getting seven and a half? Who's the getting, dog? Yeah, they're getting getting, getting. On, the, getting home, on the island. Home a home dog after dark. Uh, long flight, but uh, USC at Arizona State, and uh, the line is eight there. So pick the uh, the pick the the cat for me here out of these three dogs. If I had to take one of those dogs, I would take Hawaii. Um, That's where my head was at. Okay. But isn't it like still light out when they start that game? Technically, I can never, an, an interesting yeah, issue you're bringing up. And here. they're playing like at their practice facility now because they're doing the stadium out. Like it's a bad scene. They're playing at their practice facility. It's yes. I it's tell you, I've, it's I've, not great. I have I've bet Hawaii, but I haven't watched Hawaii this year. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <sighs> they did beat San Jose State. Uh, no, they beat Fresno State earlier this year. And um, I watched Fresno State and San Diego State last week. I gave out Fresno State. San Diego State is is not great on offense. They do everything with the defense and the run game. 
Uh, but it does, it's another one that's, that's kind of fishy to me, um, why they're only given seven. Um, so I, I look at Hawaii out of those three, um, USC just lost their best player, Drake London, his receiver, who's averaging 11 catches a game. Right. Uh, they're, they're at Tempe, who's coming off two horrible losses, uh, including five turnovers last week against Wazoo. So I like Arizona State there. And then Stanford, um, Utah, I should say, goes uh, – it's nice to get a, a, a home game on the road late Ooh. in the year because mm-hmm. that's what happens when teams go to Stanford. Because uh, nobody's sharing. Yeah, his cell phone there. I'd let him do it. But last year during – I watched the game and the farm. The farm is what is that what yeah. they call it? I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. And, uh, we uh, we also might not have our quarterback too, so that's not great. Damn, dude, fade the uh, yeah. dogs after dark in that one. Um, take the youth. I talked you out of UCLA. I hope last you week. did. You did. You did talk Thank me you. out of UCLA. So you've right. been good there. Greenlight Pod, Coughlin Award Watch Player of the Week. This week goes to. I know he has it ready. I know it's ready. I know this is he had this right under his yeah. his right the column Ooh. pick the Coughlin Award. He had that on the same post go note the, on the refrigerator. The Brock Bowers oh, oh, column of, top his of his head right George now. Is at, George is at noon. Um, I can't. <laughs> gonna uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Iowa State tight end Charlie Kohler. Ooh, another tight end. Beautiful. I think the uh, the Mackey Award might want to talk to you. Whoever gives out the tight end of the year, I, I can't believe I don't have a vote there. Um, but uh, I, I I thought Charlie'd have a lot better year this year. But uh, prime spot against Texas, I look for Charlie to have a big night at home in Ames. There's still time to win the Coughlin Award. There is. Uh, hey, let's talk about the NFL real quick. Let's give out some winners. Uh, do we have yes. an update on how everybody's doing here, Cowboy? Chris, you are 15, 13, and 2 overall, okay. nice, killing dude. the uh, NFL 13, 9, and 2, making 9, 13, and 1. That's not right. That's just not right. No, that's, that's with a bye week, too. Damn, <laughs> you took time off and still. <laughs> that can't be accurate. I'm on fire this year in the NFL. No, that is it's called that confirmation is bias. Last week, making you were two, uh, 1 and 2. The Bills helped you out, but. The, the, hey, the, the only oh, bet I won cover. last week. The only bet I won last week, pretty much in real life, was the fucking bet. I made seventeen bets last Sunday, and I won five of them or four of them, dude. It was incredible. Now, yeah, the problem is we're bearing the lead here with seventeen bets, but I was just in a real bad place, and I was just the way to medicate was to gamble. I need to call that hotline. And then yeah. Steve, you are uh, thirteen, sixteen, and one overall, but doing well in the NFL, eleven, nine, and one. Nice. Okay. My NFL right. record is four below five hundred. But you're really good at picking Thursday nights. Well, I, I, I got winners to give out this week. Um, let me go with the Falcons. I think they're getting six now. If you're on the WinBet app, I know I'm usually a big buy a point guy. You don't need yep. to to give your firstborn to buy a point this week. I think. I think it's like it goes to like 180 or something. Just tease that maybe with the Chargers because I think that game stays tight at the very least. I like, uh, yeah, I like Atlanta and uh, it doesn't matter what's going on. That's what I've learned over my time gambling on the NFL the last three years. Like it does not matter what's going on between these two teams. I think they call it hate week and they legitimately hate each other. Like this is the rivalry that does not get enough attention because it's not Pittsburgh-Baltimore from a few years ago, or it's not some big college rivalry. This is a real rivalry. They hate each other. I think the the uh, the, the Falcons play them close. I think the Trevor Simeon thing, it's easy to, to overreact to. Trevor Simeon, to use an old football adage, you don't have a lot of tape on him 
in a New Orleans uniform, you're like, oh shit, there's Trevor Simeon. Our corners kind of suck. Anything could happen. This week, get a whole week. I think it stays close. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins because they should not be giving five and a half points to anybody, but they are. I'll take the Dolphins. Ooh, that makes me feel better. Do you know Tyrod's back? Tyrod. I do. Okay. Tyrod, man. That makes me feel a lot better. I agree. Hey, Tyrod, rest versus rust. I think we uh, rust. I think we rusted out a little bit and still cover. I think Steve just made me feel so much better. I'm, I was so I'm down on the on Texans. I'm giving the I'm giving the Texans out for one of them. Well, you give one out there. Okay, man. here's one Niners plus a point. Ooh, that don't make it. much sense. Nope. I'm all all over the Niners. Well, Kyler playing. Team, bring it on. If there's one team the Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury have historically played well against is the Niners. So maybe you're fading that trend. I am indeed. Okay. All right. Um, Ew. Who else did I have here? You know what's really provocative just off of like fading myself? Like the, the Jaguars last week, I bet the uh, team total over 20 and a half. Well, that didn't go well. So I'm kind of like, fuck the Jaguars. But at the same time, nobody has gone on the Manning cast and had a good week the next week. Josh Allen, maybe they don't lose that game, but they don't cover. Provocative. Well, Bill's going back-to-back, basically two touchdown favorites. They were listless against the Dolphins, but pulled it out and covered it'd be hard end, to be 26-11. Yeah, it'd be hard to be listless So this maybe week. they're all gas, no breaks this week. E, I'm going to find a different one. Do Steve, you, you go. Do you, do you think Bill's Mafia will drink more in Jacksonville because it's warmer than they do for a Buffalo home game? Oh, yeah, they come down there. It's like they're in the Florida Keys. I, they think I was gonna that say, this is going to be this is going to be like a record home crowd for the Jags because it's going to be all Buffalo. Oh, Jackson, yeah, Jacksonville might as well be Virgin Gorda, dude. You're like, hey, fuck, it's not, uh, you know, like I don't get hypothermia pumping gas. Like, hey, bust out the Hawaiian shirt. You know, like these are happy motherfuckers down there too. I think, like, as long oh, as sunburn again on the plane. Oh, back home. no suntan lotion at all, dude. Not prepped. Um, why does the Cleveland line stink to me? Cool. Bengals given two and a half. Everything about Cleveland says it's over right now. The discord yeah. in that building, everything going I on. That. I watched every snap of that game last week. That was a tragic loss for them to the Steelers. Very tragic. tragic. Very tragic. Ah, I don't trust the Raiders on the East Coast. Staying away from that one. The Minnesota Vikings, although I will not bet them, I refuse to. They burnt me last week, and I have the total wins under. The Vikings and the Ravens, keep an eye on that one. I won't play it, but uh, I might suggest you look hard at it because everybody's going to be on the Ravens, yeah? Yeah, I just look at it as a a get-right spot possibly because if you could win that, you would think Green Bay is going to lose, right? That could flip real quick in one week. Yeah, it certainly could. It certainly could could flip. So this is a big game for Minnesota uh, and Baltimore. They coming off a bye last week. Could be sleepy. Is, yeah. Maybe bet the, the Vikings first half, whatever that is. But I like New England. I like New England. At first, I looked at this line. I said, so it stinks. I. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Steve Coughlin mindset here. I'm going to fade what everybody else thinks uh, they need to do uh, when they see a stinky line. I'm going to take the Patriots. I don't know what they're given on win bet. Three and, Three and a half, half points. Buy the half point. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Sold. Give me the Patriots. The other line that makes no sense to me, I'll take the Eagles. That I mean, they beat the Lions last week, so that's a big deal. Um, 
It's a yeah. big deal. It's a, they, only eight teams they, have done that in the history of football beating this year's Lions team. They should be getting more points, and they're not, so that tells me it's fishy. I'll take the Eagles. Well, they're doing that 50-50-50 plan. If, every, okay. if they have three backs running the ball for 50 yards every week, it's hard to beat them. They haven't lost yet. It is. So I, Urban Meyer is going to adopt that in five days. We're going with the 50-50-50 plan. I'll just keep making that joke. Keep going to the well. I'm joining you with the Pats three and a half. And I'm also going Bears plus six and a half Monday night. Are you allowed to join? In yeah, this? it's written down. Is it? Yeah. Okay, you're going with the Bears? Yeah, Bears plus six and a half. I like the Bears. I like the spot. Bears. They're better They're better than that Geno Smith Seahawks team, right, that came in there and covered? Yes. Bears plus six and a half. Bears plus six and a half. That sounds good to me. Maybe not better. They don't have better players, but as a team, I think they might be better right now. Might be. All right. Do we have all our picks in? Uh, I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, I talked him into the Vikings, or maybe he had or already had it. I don't get the picks don't they matter. Need spread, they need to spread it out and just let Cousins throw. Standings right? are made up. Yeah, dude. I mean, sometimes having I, a gr- great back can kind of muddy up your thinking. I I don't get like they got a ton of good weapons, man. Yeah, live that way. Live that way. I actually like the yeah. Vikings as well. So, uh, happy hunting to everybody this weekend, Steve. We'll see you next weekend. In Charlottesville, or what, two weeks from now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next Friday, he can next be in Friday, studio. He'll be in studio next Friday. That's perfect. Because he's visiting us. He's staying with me in my house. We're watching Notre Dame, Virginia. And then two weeks from now, we'll be in Missoula. That's awesome. I love you, Steve. Love you, Steve. Love you guys. I love his love. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and Keeps offers both. Hey, I used to avoid jumping into bodies of water because I was embarrassed about a receding hairline. Not anymore. I'm keeping the hair I have on my head thanks to Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. There are convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. How about the low cost? Treatments start at just $10 per month. There is discreet packaging and proven results, and Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash greenlight to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash greenlight to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash green light. Always fun talking to Stanford Steve. Hey, Reed, I'm going to use this bridge to shout out Old Spice. Something you've been (laughs) urging me to do for for what feels like a decade. Old Spice sent us a box of stuff. It smelled great. Smelled good, right? It smelled real good. Motherfuckers are walking around here smelling like that tall, handsome black guy on the commercials. (laughs) All right. Like, I love it. Send us more stuff. But just know that we know you're taking advantage of us because it's not worth $32 of shampoo for me to give you all free ad space. I'm giving you a whole bridge. But we we don't like money around here. I no, mean, because one they shout out money? here. Well, no, I'm saying one shout out here. They could be like, oh, hey, snap, let's do a no, segment. You're right. And then they're, and then it's a little cheddar cheese and everyone's yeah, happier. You're right. You're right. So maybe the next the next box you send will be just a suitcase of cash. Exactly. Old Spice smell is, like money. This will be a one minute little bridge. Yeah. Ten million dollars per minute. I would love to collaborate 
with Old Spice to make a scent. All right, are you listening, Old Spice? Remember the brown speed stick, Musk? You remember that thing? It's like, you know, the, the speed stick, it had blue. You're too young, Reed. Yeah, Perfectly no, crunchy for you, yeah. too. But the brown speed stick, it's Musk. That smell, if you can put that in a shampoo or a body wash, let's do it. Let's talk turkey. All right, James Coe's coming on. Old Spice, you heard me. Help support the Chris Long Foundation. Our mission is to bring together elite athletes and passionate fans to relentlessly serve our overlooked neighbors by creating solutions for clean water and education access. To get involved and find out more, visit chrislongfoundation.org or follow us at waterboys.org. That's waterboys.org on Instagram. James Coe's with us. Um, James, how you doing? What's cracking, boys? Good to see you again, Mike. Hey, yo. Um, so it's good to see you, James. Um, can I can I talk to James for a second? Talk to him. So, James, I had a head cold. Uh, okay. Started in my in my throat, and then yeah. uh, actually kind of a lot in my chest, coughing up a bunch of stuff. So that's that's really less head and more uh, torso. Is this all uh, how you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he. You know, when people ask you how you're doing, they don't want all that. Well, I missed last week. I wanted to, to say why. Uh, well, it's not like I'm just make. I mean, me. I, I really need to know what color. What, what was the color of it? How serious? Because the color really indicates how serious, my man. Yeah, yellowy brown, like a lemon yeah. That's lime not good. Gatorade. It's better to have that's green than brown. Better, better, yeah, green, green, better than brown. What you want? You're going for white. You're going. You're going for white, boys. Okay. Now the worst color is red, uh, and and we're talking about the cues next to people's names and fantasy, nice. or like if you have blood in your in in your phlegm, like that's bad. Both could are bad. IR. Yeah, it could be a red IR. It could be an O. And I have mm. a uh, a big O next to one of my franchise players this week, uh, James Coe. Oh, yeah, D- uh, Derek Henry. I actually did a thing that very few human beings did this week, and. When Derrick Henry got hurt, the first thing I thought about was Derrick Henry. I really did. I swear to you, I did. It took me two hours to realize he was on my fantasy I, I swear team. to you, I really did. I did think of your team first. You thought of my team first. Yeah. So I don't know how to judge like, you right. on that, but you were thinking of me. The door's open. But I feel bad for Derrick Henry. I feel really bad for myself. Hell yeah. Uh, second, because we've been rolling the cucks. I think we're like five and two or six and two. You're six and two. Yeah, You're still in two. first. We're still in first. Absolutely. Beast. It's going to be hard to win the whole thing without Derrick Henry. How big a problem is this? Oh, it's huge. You know, it, yeah. this is kind of the dirty little secret in fantasy football. But honestly, the team when you're pl- when you're just talking about standard redraft, snake draft, usually the team with the healthiest roster wins the whole thing. Um, it's the teams that get banged up. Uh, it's because of the snake format, man. Like it, it all evens out. But if you lose your first or second round pick, man. It's pretty much curtains. I mean, you'd have to really draft around that man to um, and really make some interesting pickups uh, to work around that. But yeah, it's it is tough, boy. Let me tell you. I feel like we have made some good pickups. I mean, so I feel like we're we're at least gonna make the playoffs. I mean, we're in one. We're probably well, gonna make the playoffs. There are four teams at five and three. I think we're going to make houses. the playoffs. How about that? You've got Nick Chubb at running back, and then you have A.J. Dillon on your bench, and you're rostering no other running backs. Well, that's fine. Uh, I have Nick yeah, Chubb. Yeah, that's fine. Did you hear the Nick Chubb part? Uh, all right, that's that's good. That's good. Let me let me make a couple moves right now. Bateman's going to – we've got a cue next to Debo Samuel's name. We'll put Bateman in there just in case I forget. I don't know what's going on there with Debo go. Samuel. but um, Yeah, he should be fine. 
in a related like running back conversation because uh, I guess I'm going to have to pick somebody up. Jeremy McNichols worth a start? AP worth a roster spot? Um, I don't think either one are worth a start. And now when you're asking me about, you know, because they're taking on the Rams, and I think the Rams are going to be pretty tough up front. I, Von Miller should be back for that game too. So that's very interesting. Um, that yeah. defensive front all of a sudden just looks terrifying. You yeah. know what I mean? They were already they were already lights out, man. And then you add Von Miller, bro. It's like, holy hell, what's going on out there? Um, so, yeah, I don't think either one – I don't think they're worth starts. Uh, now, they're worth roster spots. And the reason I say you shouldn't start them is because, honestly, I think they're both going to kind of sort of kill each other's fantasy value. Right. Like, I see McNichols getting, like, I don't know, like 12 touches. I see, like, you know, AP getting, like, 10. Yeah. Right? It's really, really tough to get that to get any kind of, you know, momentum or production, really, when you're getting that few touches. Yeah, we talked about um, AP uh, or AD. Is that what we're calling him? I'm. Totally, he would like to be AD. I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. It's AP, dude. It's been a problem his entire career. <laughs> it's been a problem my entire career in media. <laughs> it's same thing with with Aaron Rodgers. A touchy subject, but you know maybe he loses his A Rod status this week in this studio, and A Rod goes back to baseball. But um, AP. I was saying the other day, I could see, he's got 500 yards left to to catch uh, Barry Sanders. There's an outside chance they could get because every time we've bet against AP so far post Minnesota, most times, and it's been four teams, he's been he's exceeded expectations. I mean, he really he has. has. So who no, knows? he has. Maybe he makes a run at that at that number four spot all time. You had a question about Jordan Love. How dire does your quarterback situation have to be? to play Jordan Love against a bad Kansas City defense. Um, the matchup is great. You know, they get Devontae Adams back. I think Alan Lazard might be back as well, although that's a more of a question mark. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you'd have to be just absolutely desperate. You know, we don't know what the hell we're talking about with Jordan Love. We don't know whether or not he's going to be able to get it. If he, if he was a bona fide, get out of the pocket running quarterback, then I would have no hesitation in telling you, okay, for sure, you could, you could start him, right? But if he's going to hang in the pocket and be a pocket passer, it, that's a no-go for me, man. So, uh, so yeah, since we don't... <laughs> Since we don't know what he's going to do, uh, whether he's going to run or not, um, I would probably say you could you could probably leave him on the bench, man. Denver receivers, Jerry Judy, four for thirty nine last week. Is he behind or ahead of Cortland Sutton in the James Co. Power Rankings? Uh, he, for me, he's behind. Um, Cortland Sutton is is you know top five, top three in total air yards right now, and he's getting a lot of deep shots. Um, what I really like about what they're doing, man, they have been really close on connecting with a couple of gigantic plays, and that's the that's the nature of the beast, right? Like when you get deep shots downfield and you connect, you look like a god, and when you don't, mm -hmm. you look like a bust. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of sort of the nature of the beast right now. You, you know, they, they talk about in basketball, you live by the three, die by the three. I mean, that's what it is with Cortland Sutton and all these deep shots. Man, they have been so close. Um, but give me those big plays uh, over the consistency of what you will get with Jerry Judy. And, and listen, I love Jerry Judy. Yeah. And I think he absolutely should be a start. It's just if you're asking me between the two guys, I still tend to be a high-risk, high-reward type fantasy player, and I'll take Cortland Sutton. Okay. Okay. Any sleepers this week before we move on to our defensive draft here? 
Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of sleepers, there are actually quite a few that I'm kind of sort of into. I really like Dan Arnold's role mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. He's getting a lot of targets. I've been talking this dude up for weeks now. Yeah. Um, well, they went and got him, I mean, so fuck. I mean, they need to do <laughs> there you go. Uh, and yeah, so, you know, they make the trade for him. Uh, we saw early in the season, you know, little used James O'Shaughnessy was getting targets in this offense, and I think Trevor Lawrence is leaning on the tight end a little bit. So I like Dan Arnold as a sleeper tight end. And then Rashad Bateman, you know, Sammy Watkins continues to deal with injuries and and I just really like the trajectory upward trajectory of Rashad Bateman um, and the final one is is probably Brian Edwards oh, for I mean obvious reasons there uh, with the Raiders uh, so yeah I think Brian Edwards is going to see a spike uh, in volume and we chase volume in fantasy football you know he's not a bad sleeper yeah Rashad Bateman I'm hovering over the Dan Arnold button and I would be dropping Brian Edwards. So now I don't know what the hell to do. Well, don't <laughs> drop Brian Edwards. We love Brian Edwards. With this defensive draft this week, because we've done now, we've we've had wideouts, we've had running backs, right? It's only tight one way ends, to go. Yeah. We've had tight ends. There's only one more thing. I mean, we, we didn't do, did we do quarterbacks yet? Yeah, we did quarterbacks. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We I'm on to the next yeah, week, yeah. man. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't focus on my winnings. Um, the defensive draft, two-headed monsters defense. How important is like matchup when deciding which defense to roster? And do you stick with one or do you kind of you grab a new one, you drop another one? No, nah, you got to stream. Um, and if you can find that's one that's good, for, for <laughs> that's I've been making mistake. that mistake all year. I've just had the same defense all year, dude. I'm still six and two. What the fuck? Okay, well, yeah, ahead. when you got Derrick Henry rumbling and just causing havoc out there, yeah, Not anymore. I might need fine. to stream defenses now. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about, okay. dude. Right. Um, yeah, you need to stream defenses. That's that's basically the the way to go because there are verifiably bad teams uh, in the NFL, and you want to play against those teams if you've got a defense. And it's really funny. A lot of times, it really doesn't matter. Um, what your defense is. Defense is a little bit more random um, than other positions. Why are you laughing? No, I'm not laughing. I just realized that I have New England this week oh. as I have every week, and they happen to play Carolina, so I'll start streaming next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great call. You okay. want to play New England this okay. week, 100%. Okay. I'm drawing right now. Uh, James is the name on the piece of paper. Number one overall pick in the team DST Boom. draft. And then this is a Mason. Okay, you'll number be 3-4. Okay, I'm 3-4. That's right where I want to be anyways. Okay. Um, so, James, start it off. Uh, I will take Buffalo. Mm. At Jacksonville. Okay. That feels like a good pick. Feels like a good pick to me. <laughs> that's that's a runaway. Buffalo's going to absolutely dismantle Jacksonville. Okay. I'm going to... You, you, you lovely people will know the results by now. I'm going to zag on the Mike White thing. And I'll go okay. Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night. That's not a huge zag. I mean, Mike White, the, the 37 of 45, he's in the Hall of Fame for crying out loud. Yeah, he also <laughs> fucking threw like six picks so far. I mean, like, you watch the throws he's making. I all due respect to a Hall of Famer and Mike White. Okay. I mean, I'm, I've never, I'm certainly not going there, but Mike White's there. I'm just saying, tonight, this is a no brainer. All right, I'm going three. I'll go, um, you know, man, oh, man. I'll go with the defense I have on my roster. New like England it. Patriots playing the Carolina Panthers this week in a stinky line, by the way. Again, I hammer the Patriots anyways. Like it a lot, and you're up at four. I'm up dog. at four. Okay. Uh, Let's go. Uh, 
I'm gonna go down the down the board a little bit. I'll go. Eek! Goodness gracious! I don't like many of these. I'll go Cardinals defense, San Francisco. Uh oh. Yeah. Why? You're on San oh, Francisco. Just Eli Mitchell running for. I'm not worried about Eli Mitchell. Every time I've told you guys about the Niners, <laughs> I've been right. The Niners go. are going to have a sloppy day this weekend. I'm going to go, as discussed, LA Rams against okay. the Titans. No okay. Derrick Henry yeah. throwing it around the yard, yep. picks and mm-hmm. such. Okay. Colts Rams for me. James Coe. That's a super good pick. I, pick. I had them on deck. Um, the two teams that I'm kind of torn between actually here, uh, I actually really like Carolina. I like Carolina against Dewilling in, in a rookie quarterback. Um, like you know, they, they've. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well, the under's already low. It's 41 and a half. Good yeah, Lord. They'd have to score nothing in that game. Tease um, that with the Pats. There you go. But you know what? I think the team I'm going to go with is Pittsburgh. They're playing at home. It's on Monday night. It's in prime time. They're taking on Chicago, and their their offensive line is uh, not good. No. no. <laughs> and I think Justin Fields will be under heavy duress and, and might throw up a couple of picks, too. Okay. I like that a lot. Okay. Kickers next week is going to be fire. I can't wait. Hey, for that. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm, awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. After that, <laughs> let's we, go. After that, we just. Then we go <laughs> one quarterback, one running back. Yeah, you're right. Endless possibilities. Endless possibilities. <laughs> All right. James Coe, uh, thank you for the time, brother. Uh, good luck this weekend, and we'll catch you next week. Hey, I'll see you guys. Good catching up. Peace. Thanks, dude. Hey, y'all, we want you guys to interact with us more on on social media here. Let me not sound like a fucking cop talking about this. We want you to talk to us. You know, like sometimes you get on there and you're like, hey, y'all aren't talking to us. Just type us a message on one of the various, I don't know, we'll be on VSCO soon. We'll be on all types of shit soon. So right now it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's YouTube. Uh, Leave some comments, man. You know, Twitter is at Greenlight. And uh, YouTube, we're at Greenlight Tube, and uh, we're also always looking for free stuff. So we are once again asking you for random free shit in my Bernie Sanders meme voice. Uh, send packages to twenty one fifty Y Street, number five two six seven. That's Charlottesville, Virginia two two nine zero five. Thank you in advance for all the wonderful things you'll send us. I'm gonna fight you with my friend.